Currently living in Dakar, Senegal, Abdoulaye Samate is a creative social entrepreneur who works to impact lives by being a positive change in his community. He is the co-founder of Perma School, a nonprofit ecological organization that plants trees in schools. He is also the co-founder of Taranga Legacy, which promotes academic and cultural exchange programs with students from over 100 American universities and high schools with the Council of International Educational Exchange. If that's not enough, he also owns a fashion brand called Sam and Joe that emphasizes local consumption. Having earned a diploma in business and entrepreneurship at the U.S. Embassy in Dakar, he had the opportunity to become part of a training session at the American Center. That experience led him to his participation in the YALI program, an entrepreneurial leadership training program for young people between the ages of 18 and 35. With more than 60% of the population in Senegal being under the age of 25, the YALI program in Sub-Saharan Africa provides in-person and online training, networking, and professional development opportunities. My name is uh, Abdullahi Samate. I was at Sheikh Antejob University. I did my bachelor degree one and two, you know, studying American civilization. But I, I dropped out, you know, after the second year because uh, I was always uh, dreaming of, you know, helping others, uh, being my own boss, those kind of things. And uh, when I dropped out at the university, I had the chance to be trained on business and entrepreneurship at uh, uh, the American Center, Dakar, in the, the U.S. Embassy, provided it. So that's it. I, I, I always dreamed of, you know, uh, helping others. So that, that was a passion that I grew up with since childhood. Always think in terms of, you know, solutions, helping people uh, to get out of some problems. Yeah. I'm the co-founder of uh, Perma School, a nonprofit organization in which we go in primary schools and high schools and we raise awareness about environmental issues with uh, the kids. We plant trees with them. And sometimes we do some recycling activities because uh, we want them to be engaged in this sustainable world that, the, uh, that we have engaged. So and how did you first start doing this work? Uh, Perma School. So with Perma School, uh, we started it in uh, 2017, late 2017. One day I was with a friend and we went to the suburb to visit someone. And at the break time, uh, we were near a school and, and in that school, uh, we saw kids getting out of the school in order to, to find shelters, you know, in the neighbor, neighboring uh, city. And they, 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 they went in a garden in order to have, you know, shades and uh, enjoy their, their breakfast and, you know, play. So during that time, me and my friend Omar, uh, the friend that I co-founded Perma School with, we, uh, we thought that there, there, there was a problem. So what we did was we got inside the school in order to find out what was going on. And in our big surprise, we found like a very big school, but empty. There was no, no tree, there was no, no seat inside the school. So it was, there was only like the heat of the sun, yeah, so we decided that day to, to plant trees for, for the kids so that they will have, you know, shelters and fresh air while, you know, having some, some curses. And we talked to the school buddy and they, they accepted. And that's how we, you know, uh, did our first activity with Perma School. We planted trees inside the schools. And, how many trees yeah. did you plant? We planted 60 trees, 40 inside the school. And... Uh, the 20 in, in the neighboring, in the neighboring, yeah. And how much did this cost? Uh, it cost, it cost a lot of money because one tree costs 500 here. About 500 uh, sefa. 500 sefa, yeah. 
So where did you get the money? Uh, what we did uh, was we made participation, uh, me and my friend. But also we asked, like, you know, in the schools, uh, kids to, to give, even if it's a little, they can tell it to their parents. So that's how we did, like, the participatory approach. So everybody contributed. And how long did it take? Uh, it took us, like, one month to, to, to prepare it, to prepare the, the activity. But it was, it was great, a great activity, because it gathered, like, you know, the whole community to solve a, uh, a common problem. And how many schools have you worked with? Uh, since then, we've worked with six, six schools. And uh, in our page, people like inside of Senegal and other regions, they, are, they, they want us to implement you know, our project over there. But uh, yeah, for, for, the, for the time being, we don't have like the, 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 the necessary means to, you know, to, to broaden it. So tell me about the Taranga legacy, that the, the exchange program. The exchange program. So how did you get started with that? Uh, so uh, my my aunt is a hustle mom. So she she used to hustle like you know exchange students more than ten years. So so each time that I went there, I used to find like uh, some some Americans. And it was an opportunity for me to discuss with them and, yeah, sometimes to hang out. So I started with, with English, like, since high school, I can say. I was listening to, you know, some American rap music, watching sometimes some movies in English. Yeah, but being at uh, the English department really helped me, you know, better my English. So did you get to speak to American students when you would go to your aunt's house? Yeah, yeah. It was an opportunity for me to, to practice and, you know, learn. Uh, so Teranga is a set of values that, you know, represent Senegalese welcoming. Uh, so like it's, uh, we call it hospitality and caregiving to, towards like, you know, uh, uh, people from other countries or pe between Senegalese. Yeah, like Taranga means if you go uh, some, somewhere, if you need help, people help you, people welcome you, people, people make you feel at home. So it's a state of mind, a, a cultural treasure shared in spite of, you know, the ethnic groups. We have Wolof, Serer, Tukulo, Jola, Mandinko, etc. A lot of, you know, ethnic groups, but they, they, they put up well together. We have also different religions, uh, Islam, Christianity, and animism. But, you know, we all get along. We also, you know, there are a lot of differences, but it's, it's a, in, instead of being like uh, a source of uh, divergence, it's a, it's a strength, I can say. Yeah, it expresses the will to live together of the heterogeneous people and its different communities the welcoming of others, the fact of greeting, you know, Senegalese people, when they greet you, they ask, how are you doing? How is your mom doing? How is your dad? They ask everybody, like even the, they may ask you the, the sofa. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a state of mind that refers Teranga. So we don't have any problem sharing our Yasa or Chewujan uh, with people. Sometimes, like in Senegal, you can go to uh, a friend's house and it's mealtime, you, you will eat. Yeah, it's not a problem. And after that, we share our attire, you know, discussing. What is attire? Attire is uh, Senegalese tea. Uh, we make it with green tea, sugar, uh, mint, mint leaves, yeah. Attire is, is unique in the sense of it's about sharing yeah. and and you see attire being made and prepared on the street yeah and, and street. It's, it's three times a day two times a day how how many times is attire how often does it uh, happen personally I, I prepare it like you know once a day you know when i get with friends and we discuss about life we discuss about projects you know about everything so it's a kind of gathering and you know exchanging so it's during the attire moment that, you know, we share some values with, you know, the kids. Yeah.
that's that's really important in Senegalese culture. And do you think that this culture, how do you think it it su survives all of these years later? <laughs> I know survived. I know attire has changed because the price of sugar is yeah, expensive. Yeah. yeah, it's expensive. But <laughs> it's like every everybody drinks attire here. That's the reason why like, you know, when you grow up you see your elders uh, sitting on a corner, enjoying their attire. Sometimes you are part of, you know, that discussion and they, they discuss about interesting things that you didn't know. So that's how you got interested in attire. So when you grow up, it, it's kind of something really natural for you. So people, do they drink coffee? Uh, yeah, they drink coffee, especially the cafe tuba. Cafe tuba. Tell me about cafe tuba. So, <laughs> Cafe Tuba, like, uh, its origin is uh, from Guinea. So, there is a, a spiritual guide, Shaham Hundubamba, Serin Tuba, my spiritual guide, actually. So, when he went to, uh, the, to, when he went to, to Guinea, he, he brought Cafe Tuba with, with him. So, so, that's the reason why Senegalese people are really used of Cafe Tuba. So he used to drink attire and kavetuba. Whenever he had like, you know, some visitors, he prepared, he used to prepare attire for them. And kavetuba like is, yeah, something part of, part of us. I drink kavetuba What does it taste like? Every day. Uh, it's kind of, it tastes coffee, but you know, different. It's, 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 it's really different from uh, the, the coffee that you, that you know. So what do the students think about these rituals? These rituals, they, they think that it's nice. They think, especially the attire, they, they like it so much. They like it so much. And most of them, like, even we have some videos, they, uh, they were learning how to prepare attire. <laughs> and even some students, when, they, when I told them that uh, I will come in the US in 2021 for a program, they asked me to bring them attire and teacups. <laughs> That's very nice. So have you yeah. kept in touch with the American students that you've met in the past? Yeah, most of them. Sometimes we are discussing because uh, the experience that they lived here in Senegal, they said it's a life-changing experience. And most of them, we are working together. Uh, so with Teranga Legacy, we have some Teranga ambassadors in, in the United States, in different states over there so we working together so whenever we have a program and right now we are designing a program for uh april so they will talk about it they will talk about the program uh and so once they they have some people that come through them they will have you know they're part of the the cake so that's how, how we're working and uh we're planning also uh, to come in the U.S. in order to recruit people, so they they will help us, you know, in their universities, maybe to make some presentation uh, to explain about Teranga Legacy and the, the 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 program that we will organize. So tell me about your relationship with the Council for International Educational Exchange. Is it funded by the State Department? No, it's a it's a nonprofit organization. Okay. It's a nonprofit organization. So uh, the way we used to work, so like it's a partnership. But uh, so anytime that they have some uh, some some students that comes, we design some some activities with them, uh, like the dancing and or drumming, some cooking class, uh, some uh, outgoing external like. Lompool, the desert of Lompool, and do some and do some activities there. Like uh, here in Senegal, we have a lot of games that uh, have you know meanings. So we introduce students to those kind of games and explain them the values and the the, the, the meanings. So that's how we do. And like every time that we have a new program, uh, way before we prepare like an invoice and like that's how we proceed. That's how we work together, the partnership. And you are paid for these activities? Yes, we are paid for the activities. We make invoices. And, and how many do you do each year? 
uh it depends <laughs> it depends but like uh with one program like for instance like the the high schools they they come for 21 days and all they stay we we are with them so we like pay ourselves and pay all the uh, the members of the team and we uh found ourselves with uh, more than like almost two thousand dollars, yeah. So you stay with, with them the for expenses. the entire twenty-one days. Entire twenty-one days for airport pickup and uh, airport drop-off, everything. So with the and host you, families, you help with the host families. Do you yeah. help with uh, finding new host families? In yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. We have like a list of host host mothers in. Uh, the neighborhood, neighborhood like Sacré-Cœur, Mermuz, or even Wakam. Is your aunt still a host mother? Yeah, she's still a host mother. And what did she talk about her experiences? Does she enjoy doing it? Yeah, she enjoys doing it because like uh, she has a lot of friends now, American friends, that want her to go to the U.S. and visit them so that, you know, they can give back the Taranga that they received here. And yeah, a lot of time they talk on phone. They they still like keep the contacts because, yeah, it was nice. It was very nice. And how was her English? How did she learn? Uh, she's learning little by little, but she's a slow learner. <laughs> she uh, speaks more French than than you know English. So, do the American students have any French language experience? Yeah, most of them they speak French. Most okay, of good. students that choose Senegal uh, okay. because they, they, they speak French. That's something that they take into consideration. And what about that... Wolof? Do you teach them Wolof? Yes, we teach them Wolof. We organize some Wolof courses. And uh, for, for like people staying for 10 days, uh, it's not like, you know, uh, major classes, but just the basics, how to greet people, how to ask for direction, or how to bargain some some articles when you go to the art village, like when we go there, we let them bargain, yeah, and that's an interesting experience for them. And what about the markets? How do you help them with the markets? Uh, so where, do you, where do you take them? Uh, we we take them to market Marche Sandaga or Village Desert, that is uh, at Sumbejun. So yes. we have some some contacts there, so. <clears throat> When we, whenever we decide to go there, uh, we call our contacts and, you know, they organize it in the, in the best ways. So why do these American students choose Senegal? What do they say? Yeah, they, they, they say that Senegal is a peaceful country because <clears throat> a lot of countries, there are terrorism or some, some ethnic like wars or those sort of things. But in Senegal, like, you know, uh, it is really peaceful, and yeah. Uh, well, do most, they most have a them... general interest in Africa? In Africa, yes, yes. And most of them, they choose Senegal because Senegal uh, was like, like, like Ghana, a place where some people, some some African, uh, left in order to 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 go to the U.S. during slavery. A lot of enslaved African pass through Senegal. And Senegal is a historical country. And so what so, are some of the historical places? Where do you take them? Uh, we take them to Gore. And what is Gore? Uh, Gore is an island where uh, uh, white people, like the European, they captivate. When they captivate like African, they enslave them in, to Gore in order to, you know, uh, embark and you know go uh, to america so gore played you know uh, a big role in the transatlantic commerce so a lot of enslaved people passed through gore so, so were you taught any of this history growing up yes yes at school at school we learned the history of gore So if I've never been to Senegal, if I've never been to Dakar, 
how would you convince me to come? What would you tell me? Uh, we have a nice weather, like, you know, sunny most part of the time. So you can enjoy, like, you know, uh, the tropical weather. Uh, we are also a peaceful country. There is no ethnic wars. We are all together, Nyofar. And the, the politic, like, is uh, really stable. And people are really welcoming. People are really welcoming. And we have, like, you know, historical places. We have beautiful places that, uh, that will be really interesting to, 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 to visit. What's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do is uh, reading books or play, play soccer. What are you reading? Uh, some motivational or leadership books, all about motivation, entrepreneurship, and leadership. Are you artistic? Am I? Artistic? Do you like art? Yeah, I like art. I like art. I like fashion. Yeah. Uh, I also own a fashion brand called Sam and Joe. So I design clothes for women, men, and, and, and children. And I sell it through the social networks. So my brand is Sam and Joe. So do you sew or do you have tailors? I have tailors. I have tailors. So what I do, I, I design the, like the models uh, and they, they, they make it. And what's your inspiration for that? Uh, my, my, my dad was a big fashion designer. He was a big fashion designer. So when I was a kid, I used to wear uh, his creations, you know, uh, some swords and yeah, that's, that's who, when I, I, I love fashion, I grew up with, you know, fashion inside my veins. So, so are your designs I, traditional? Do you design boo-boos or do you design for Westerners? Uh, I design traditionals with, uh, wax fabrics, bogolan or woven clothes, panty set. And yeah, I make some shirts, like some, I make some uh, traditional designs, like some boo-boo sometimes, yeah. And you design for men and women? Men and women, yes. And so how has COVID-19 affected all the activities that you're doing? Uh, it affected a lot. So uh, first of all, we had some, some programs uh, there is a, a a travel operator who was supposed to come uh, on April in order for us to, you know, have a pre-visit. We were supposed to show them, like, the trajectory uh, activities that we designed for them, like, you know, places we have to go with their tourists. They, they wanted to see it first, so they were supposed to come, and uh, unfortunately, they didn't come. And we have a lot of programs also that have been canceled, you know, as far as Taranga Legacy is concerned. And for Perma School, uh, we stopped a lot of our activities because uh, our activities require to go in schools and, you know, talk with the kids. But now uh, we cannot do it because, uh, yeah, they, they, they gathering people is not allowed. Yeah, it's forbidden by law for the time being. And things that we do, we're planning and we're raising awareness through the social networks, of course. But a lot of our activities have stopped. And with Sam and Joe, I'm designing some clothes, but sometimes I sell them through the social networks uh, like Instagram or Facebook. And also, uh, there is a program that I'm selected on, the YALI, Young African Leaders Initiative. Uh, launched by the president president obama so okay was... so, so tell us tell us about yali uh yali, yali is uh it's an entrepreneurial program because there are so many young people in senegal and there are not enough jobs correct yeah that's true so president obama launched the yali program in order uh to to provide for young african leaders first of all networks because the yali 
uh, gazes like you know 1,500 people at, during Obama time, but with Trump they have decreased the the number, and in our co cohort we will be uh, 700 people, so that's it. A big network of young African emerging leaders <clears throat> from all over Africa. Uh, in each state, in each country, they select, uh, they take 24 uh, to 27 people. And I think this year they have taken 24. So we'll meet with some leaders from Mali, some leaders from Ghana, some leaders from uh, Guinea. So it's an, a, a great opportunity to grow uh, the network. And we will also have some, some mentors because there will be some uh, some mentorship, some some training on business uh, and entrepreneurship, leadership and management. And we'll have also the opportunity to visit some uh, some uh, some companies in the US, some organizations. Yeah, that's a way also to, to broaden our network. And uh, after retu returning back from the program, we'll have the opportunity to receive some fundings with partnering organizations like, you know, IREX, USIDF, or the, the, the US embassies. Yeah. And, and some how people- did you, How did you learn about this program? Uh, I learned about the YALI from uh, the US embassy, Dakar, Senegal. So you would go to the US embassy and go to the American corners to practice English? To practice English and to, you know, develop my leadership and to learn about entrepreneurship. So, so were there workshops and, and seminars? How did you get involved? There, there were like, you know, I think it was in 2014, a fellow who uh, had a session. He was talking about uh, his experience, you know, during the Yali and the doors that it opened for him and how like this experience changed his, his life. And that's when I started, you know, being interested on the, the YALI. So tell me about the application process. Did you have to write an essay? Did you have to do a presentation? Was there an interview? Yeah, so with the application, the process is first of all, an online application where you will, you know, uh, talk about your background, professional background and uh, personal background, where you studied, uh, the initiative that uh, you're working on. And also there, there are a lot of essays, like, you know, uh, they will ask you, how did you do maybe to, 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 to create your venture? What obstacles have you encountered? And what leadership skills did you use to overcome them? Yeah. And things that are most important to you, a lot of things, a lot of questions related to, you know, leadership. And, and business. And if you answer the, the essays, uh, if you finish, if you have the chance to be uh, uh, pre-selected for an interview, you will have an interview in US embassies or consulate. And you know they will ask you, uh, and most of the things that they will ask you is already in the application. Yeah, so that's, that's it. To see like- Do you, do you know you, how many people applied uh, thousands of people. And only 24 were selected? Yeah, each year. Thousands Why of do you think applied. you were selected? What was your what was so impressive about your application? Uh, because like because of the impact that I have on, on my community, like everything that I do, I, I all of my initiative, they have a great impact on, on my community. For for example, uh, Perma School, we impacted thousands of lives only in the uh, in the test stage. So we schools here, we have you know thousands of kids, and we 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 do like some class tours in order to raise awareness, do some uh, planting planting activities with them, and sometimes some micro gardening, and like you know back home they try their best you know to 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 reproduce what they have learned in schools. And even with Teranga Legacy, the fact that, you know, we are working some, with some uh, organizations like Talibé, yeah, so that's, you know, that have uh, a big meaning, like, concerning the, 
the, the, the fellowship because that's what they want. Even when you apply, they ask you uh, in the in the essays, what will you give back like after 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 the program ends? How are you going to give back to your community? And if it's like something that you are doing already, it's a big chance. So are there other programs like Yali? Other programs. There is Suzy for people that are under 25. What is the age group for Yali? For Yali, 25 to 35. And, and who sponsors Suzy? What does uh, that stand for? Suzy, I think it's the Summer Institute for... Uh, I forgot about the Suzy, but I can... Is it, is it also a U.S. embassy program? Yeah, it's a U.S. embassy program. There is also IVLP, International Visitor Leadership Program. There are a lot of programs that, you know, help young African leaders. But are these U.S. programs or are they other countries? Yeah, they are U.S. programs. Are there other countries that are doing this work? I mean, you know, France, France is very involved. France, in I'm not, Do they I'm, have a program? I'm not aware of their programs. Okay. I have, have never seen such kind of programs by, by friends. So these are all run through the U.S. Embassy? Yeah, U.S. Embassies and Consulate. So the program includes mentorship? Yeah. What mentorship. else does it involve? Mentorship. Does it, does it help you training. with a business plan and help yeah. you with financing? Yeah, they help you... Uh, they, like that with the skills to uh, well define your business plan, grant writing, yeah, with everything related to business. And you mentioned that you'll be coming to the United States. When is that going to happen? Uh, normally June next year, but before that, with with the program of Teranga Legacy, we are uh, working right now on a campaign of crowdfunding in gofundme.com. So uh, we wanna gather some funds uh, for, for our program on April uh, 2021, but we want to come in the, in the US, maybe December or January in order to recruit people. So with Yali, it's an everybody will come. How long is the program? Uh, the program is six weeks, like of intense training. Well, how long is the in total? The total program is a year. Uh, not 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 a year, not a year. Like so it you, depends you on people because in, you applied in in twenty twenty. Uh, I applied in October twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, and you yeah. were selected when? Uh, I was pre-selected for an interview December, I think. Uh, December, yes, and I did an interview, and the results were supposed to come out on February, late January or, or February, but because of Corona, they, you know, they came out late. Uh, I think they they told us about the results April, I think, and they say because of the pandemic, so it is postponed until June next year. Next summer. But you would have you would have come June of this year. This year, yeah, June fourteenth. Okay, so and then after the visit to the United States, then you work on your project. Yeah, so like after the completion of the program, you will have one month to visit uh, the United States if you have the if you have the funds, because all of those things like the training, uh, accommodations during the fellowship is provided by the US government. But apart from that, like uh, the the one month for the visit is, you know, uh, is, it, it's not it's not funded by the US government. So if you want to do it, you will have to find out your own ways. So the program that's funded by the United States, when you come, you visit and you go to Washington for how yeah. long? Yeah, you go to Washington for one week. Uh, because there will be some some summits, uh, some panels, some meetings with you know uh, members of the government, yeah, some influential people, and that's where all the fellows meet.
So do you together. get to meet entrepreneurs? Yeah, you'd meet entrepreneurs, you know, uh, people from organizations, people from uh, the government. You'll meet all kinds of people. What about <laughs> local people? What about people in, in small communities that have small businesses? Do you get to meet those people? Yeah, it, it depends if they are in partnership with uh, the Yali. If they are in partnership with the Yali, you might meet them. Do you get to go off on your own and meet people that you may not that may not be affiliated with with the government? Yeah, maybe maybe yeah, you can invite them during the summit. I think it's possible. And so the month that you spend on your own, on your own, you yeah. have to pay for with for your yourself. own resources mm -hmm. for your accommodations and, and that's when you can get to meet local people right yeah 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 that's it okay and with that we are planned going to minnesota because there is a professor that i know there sheriff keta so uh he brought like our first program uh from carlton college <clears throat> so i will go there in order for us to uh, build some partnership because he used to bring students to to Africa. And how long will you stay in Minnesota? Uh, maybe one week, because I have, you know, some other connections in uh, different states, like in New York, uh, with Terang Legacy. So we're working together. So who is helping you plan? Uh, I have a co-founder, Mr. Anga Legacy. He's uh, Asan. So we work together on, you know, on the programs, the website, everything. So we work together. Would you like to live in the United States? To live in? No, <laughs> I want to live here in Senegal. You want to stay in Senegal? Yeah, I want to. you want here to in visit Senegal because, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Senegal rely on me. Everything that I have. You know, I have it because of Senegal. So I have to give back to my country. So maybe the U.S. come to visit or, you know, for, for business. So you okay. will come to Washington, D.C. in June of next year, inshallah. Next, next year, inshallah. It and is then confirmed. after yeah. that, you will come for your one-month visit. Yeah. Or or will you just stay in the state? You you'll just stay. You'll just stay after the completion okay. of uh, that. So month. you 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 will be here in the United States for summer of 2021. Yeah, summer of 2021. But I want to go before that with uh, the program that we are launching right now for April 2021. And where will you go? Uh, we'll go to we'll go in New York. We go in New York. We'll go also in uh, how how do we call it again? Hmm. I forgot the name of the state. What about Ohio? Do you know anyone in Ohio? There are a lot of Senegalese in Ohio. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But okay. I, I, I know people in Oregon, yeah, Minnesota, New York, Atlanta. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to tell me about you or the work that you're doing? Mm, the work that we're doing. Yeah. So uh, apart from that, uh, if some people want to uh, like work with Terang Legacy, we are calling for partnership with uh, individuals, companies, NGOs, or even travel operators that uh, align with our vision and tourism venture. So universities, business schools, exchange program organizations, travel operators are welcome to collaborate with us uh, for cultural immersion, site visit, and excursion in Senegal. So, Tell me about the value of culture. The value of? Culture. I don't understand the question. 
you do cultural exchange. Why is cultural culture exchange. important? Okay, yeah. Culture, culture is really important because uh, like countries have different cultures. Cultures are different from one place uh, to another. So if you uh, say stay in, in like your culture without exploring other cultures, uh, you may know a little. But if you have the chance to experience other cultures, it will be like a plush for you. And all cultures are, you know, are amazing. According to me, all cultures are amazing because in all cultures you have, you know, something really important to learn and adapt to, you know, what you already have. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so for having me. Why, why did you want to be on this podcast? Uh, I just wanted to be in this podcast to share my experience as a Senegalese entrepreneur, a social worker, maybe to inspire some, some, some people to do the same, or even to, to find some people that, you know, would like to partner with me in my, in my ventures. Yeah. Do you think that you are being chosen to do this work? Is um, any of this spiritual for you? Is any of? Any of this work spiritual? Spiritual. Mm, I, I can say. <laughs> you don't know. You say that you, you want to help people. Yeah. Is, is Allah put you yeah. in a position to help people? Yeah, I can say it's spiritual because I'm a bifal. Do you know about bifalism? It's a branch inside Muridism in Senegal. So Bifal people, what they do, uh, most, part of, most part of the time is uh, they help needed people. Uh, they give food to people. And they, like they, they, they put people first. So yeah, that's, that's the spirit of Bifalism. People before you, like worshiping God through people. So I think that you are as much as a spiritual seeker as you are a social worker, as you are a philanthropist. <laughs> I can say it's balance. It's a good balance. Yeah, it's a good balance. And so you are a role model? Yeah, I can say because uh, a lot of people through my work in the social networks or, you know, uh, they they... You know, they reach me out. They say that, you know, what I'm doing is really inspiring them. And they, they see me further. And some are saying that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a kind of inspiration for them. So that's something really, you know, really great. Yeah, every time people, people are saying things like that. So how much of uh, a help is Yali going to be? in helping you fulfill your destiny? Uh, it will help me because first of all, I will learn some uh, business skills. Uh, I will re reinforce my, my you know, abilities to do business. Uh, they will, uh, I will work on my leadership capacities. I will have a strong network. And once back in my home country, I will have, you know, resources, opportunity to, to get fundings to uh, fund my businesses. That's, that's all I need right now. That will be a big plush that will make everything easy for me. So is Yali offered every year or is it every four years or? So Yali is every year. Okay, so every year they choose a new cohort. Yeah, every year there is a, there is a cohort. There is okay. a cohort of 2019, 2018 till 2014. And is there a way for you to get together with other? Yeah, be, yeah, because there is a, an association, uh, uh, an association of alumni. Yeah, and oh, sometimes good. they 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 organize some activities like community service. Uh, in 2017, I went to Salum Island here in Senegal uh, with some fellows of the Yalis, and we went there to, to help a village. 
because uh, we help them repent their schools. Uh, we gave them some furnitures for their hospital, and we we we, we organized some training on leadership with them. Yeah, in 2017. So that's where I met like a lot of uh, fellows from from Yali, and yeah, that's that's how you know that Yali is a great program. You see uh, the leadership that they have and, you know, the positive mindset to take on challenges, yeah, and change the, 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 the lives of people. And each one of them, you know, uh, were running his own businesses that, you know, yeah, that's, that, that's a really important program. Well, that's important. I'm glad that such a program exists. Yeah. It, it, it's helping like thousands of lives. Because if you take uh, 700 young African leaders and you help them with the training that they need, you help them with uh, the, 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 the resources, you help them with the network, like you, you, you are impacting millions of lives. You are impacting millions of lives. So that was a great idea of the President Obama. Yes, it was. And I'm glad that even though it's been limited, I'm glad it still exists because yeah. Trump could very well have canceled it because yeah. it was an Obama initiative. So anything that Obama has done, he's tried to undo. Yeah. And and I think like in in a cohort of 2016, there is a no, 2015, yeah, a, a fellow who asked Obama, like, you are the president, you brought, uh, you have created this fellowship. What if you like, are no longer president of the United States. And Obama replied that, you know, uh, it will be in the constitution. Like nobody will be able to, to delete it. So. So are you involved with any of the Black Lives Matter protests? Uh, Black Lives Matter, yes. Because, uh, you know, uh, Instagram, we used to do some, uh, some lives that we talk about the Black Lives Matter uh it like black lives matter it's not black lives only in the us but it's about black lives all around the world for example here in senegal we are living a lot of things that you know uh are not normal as in the us maybe there are not some killings but you know they are killing us economically you know socially and you know uh because like friends uh, has a big influence here in Senegal and some other countries. So that's almost the, the, the same system. So is it, is it really about decolonization? Yeah, it's about decolonization. And, you know. And how are you involved? Uh, what I do is I raise people awareness because in my social networks, I'm, I'm followed by a lot of people uh, with my posts. Uh, a lot of people see it. If I post a video, a lot of people see it. Even through WhatsApp, uh, when I post a study, at least uh, 300 people see it. So that's uh, those channels that I use to raise awareness about some some issues. Uh, for for example, our internet connection is more expensive than France or the US, and we are a poor country. So that's that's not normal. I like post those kind of things you know, showing the difference. It's less, less expensive in France. So why that? Is there like something to explain that? And we have a toll highway that have been, you know, uh, installed by AFage. It's a French, you know, uh, business. And with the toll highway to, to get to Mbour, you pay uh, 3,500 uh, Trois That's really expensive. And even like uh, Morocco, they have toll highway, but it's not that expensive. And like all, all the sectors that, you know, impact the communities are held by French people, like the banks, SGBS, uh, the communication, uh, Orange. Uh, everything is, is run by them, everything, everything. So it's really difficult for a country like Senegal to rise up in this in these conditions, it's really, really difficult. So not respecting the black anywhere in the world is uh, 
a disrespect, I can say, to, to black all around the world. It's a disrespect to Africa. So in order for people to respect uh, uh, black people, they should respect Africa, first of all. So that's really important. That's really important for everybody to know uh, that the, the, the sources, that the story from, you know, a re reliable sources, because uh, black people in America, when a lot of them, when you tell them about Africa or Africans in Africa, they tell that they are traitors, they traded like, you know, their great, great uh, grandparents. And that's the story that, you know, that the white people tell because it arranges them. But in the story, if you hear the story in reliable sources, you'll see that a lot of people in some villages, like men, sacrifice themselves so that they, their families can live in peace. So there are a lot of part of the story that, you know, uh, they do not tell because uh, they want us to be separated. And once we know that, that they don't want the, 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 the Africans to unite, we also have, you know, uh, have different channels in which we can, you know, try to reconnect with Africans all around the diaspora. Well, Abdullah, yeah, thank but, you very much. So yeah. as we end this interview, could you just give us some words of peace some in word any language, peace. if you want to say it in Arabic or Wolof <laughs> or English? Yeah, I would maybe say uh, something from uh, Nelson Mandela who said, uh, our mission on earth is to free our light so that it can be a source of light for others. So let's dare to be uh, opening, let's dare to be opportunities for people who need it. Yeah, that's something really important. Well, Abdullah, thank you very much for participating yeah. in this interview. Thank yeah. you very much for sharing your experiences. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for having me. It was a real pleasure to share. Thank you. Thank you.